Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters. The very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? Well, good Monday morning. There's going to be a lot of red dress looking this week. Welcome to the Mark Reslin Show here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network. Radio the way it should be. We're live Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central Time to 8 a.m. Central Time. Followed by my good friend, Mike Church, host of the Mike Church Show. He picks up at 8 o'clock, goes to 11-ish. And we've got a whole day of broadcasting for you today. You shows you won't want to miss as a live call-in program. That means you can call us anytime you'd like at 844-528-844-527-8723. You want to draw your attention to my website, markpreslins.com. You can always email me at mark at markpreslins.com or go to my Facebook page, Facebook slash The Mark Preslin Show. And I'm still uh, acclimating myself to Twitter. Uh, so uh, I will continue. That will be a work in progress for me. My apologies. Um, but I am not going to get caught up in Pokemon and start wandering all over the state of Oklahoma trying to find them. Uh, I'm going to resist the latest technological uh, offering out there and will not participate. Uh, so uh, anyway, glad you joined us. This is going to be a red dress week. As you all know, the um, Republican National uh, Committee's uh, convention begins in Cleveland to- tonight, I think, or today, or some sometime today. And uh, that's going to do exactly what I predicted it would do months ago. It is going to um, provide a massive distraction uh, to everything we're trying to do here on the uh, Veritas Radio Network. It's just a reality of life, just like summer comes, and that's a reality of life. And we see our numbers go down, uh, uh, commiserate with the reality that we're in summer and people travel. And for some reason, it's the oddest thing. For some reason, uh, summer to some people feels feels like we need to just disconnect and not pay attention to what's going on there. And and we suffer as a result of that. But there are certain realities you just have to deal with, just like this week is going to be a certain reality to... um, uh, distractions. Um, give me one second. Uh, I'm typing a message on my Facebook page. You can go there and see an article I want to talk about today. Um, all right. Um, and so, you know, it's just natural. You kind of just expect that this is going to be the case. The Veritas Radio Network channel of truth here is going to be up against a whole lot of deception that's going to come out of that convention. You're going to hear the Constitution talked about this this week. Even though Trump doesn't have a clue about the Constitution, nevertheless, he is going uh, he, he and his uh, 
his uh, followers are going to spout out the Constitution that will cause most conservatives to swoon. And they will, um, by the end of the convention, if it's properly run and properly planned, they'll be wholeheartedly behind Donald Trump, notwithstanding the problems that are out there with the Trumpster. Um, that won't matter. And this is just, the, and how do I know that? Because this is how it happens every four years. It doesn't matter who the Republican candidate is. By the end of the convention, the vast, vast, vast majority are going to have bumper stickers. They're going to put bumper stickers on their vehicles. They're going to put yard signs out there. They're going to identify with the Trumpster, especially in light of what's going on around the country, what's going on overseas. He is going to position himself. And he, I think he just kind of naturally is this. He's going to be a law and order candidate. And right now, in moments of insecurity, in light of what happened in Baton Rouge yesterday, in light of what happened in Dallas, in light of what happened in Orlando, in light of what happened in San Bernardino, uh, I mean, this has been a busy, evil year, both here and abroad, and it is a ripe environment for a law and order candidate to emerge. Hillary will not be able to compete with him on that stage. Now, they're going to try to trip him up and, and do all sorts of things to get him to stumble, and there's a good chance Trump will stumble. He's not a polished politician at all. Uh, he just goes with whatever he feels. I heard the other day Trent told me that apparently he's uh, he declared World War III or, or something after the, uh, the Baton Rouge thing. I don't know exactly what happened there, and I, I'll look into it at some point, but... As you all know, I'm not that interested in national politics, but I'm going to have to pay attention this week. I'm going to have to sit through and be tortured by the irrelevant speeches that will occur. Uh, I'll obviously catch some of the highlights, but this is going to be the beginning of a massive distraction for the next four months, honestly. As we work our way through July, August, September, and October, all building to the crescendo of the November whatever date election uh, it's just going to be a massive distraction for us here at the uh, Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network. Um, people are going to reject what we're saying because they're going to do what human nature does, and human nature desires hope. And the Republican National Committee is going to give boatloads of it, even though it will matter to nothing. We will have a very difficult time persuading people uh, to consider alternative options during this period of time. People are going to solidly put their hope in the Trump campaign. Uh, even when he stumbles and says something bizarre, there will be a great reservoir of forgiveness. Of There will be a great re reservoir of, um, of uh, enabling going on out there when, they, when people put the bumper stickers on and then Trump does something bizarre. Uh, they will come right alongside and defend him and say, oh, you just didn't understand what he meant there. And and he'll be given all. I know how this game works. I just know. And it's sad. Uh, but this is the reality of where we live. And I live in reality. I I dream for better times, but I also live in reality of where we are right now. And we are stay, starting out behind the eight ball and unfortunately, we come into a period of time where it's going to be much harder to hear what we're saying here on the Mark Kreslin show, on the other shows. Uh, and, and people are just 
gen generally going to keep the matrix cable plugged back in uh, back in their head. They're going to see the woman in the red dress, as Morpheus pointed out to Neo. That's just how this game works. That's the power of national parties. When you're, I mean, I, I heard somewhere estimates of close to two billion dollars will be spent on this silly campaign, not just by the Trump and Clinton campaigns, but by all the political action committees that'll be out there supporting a certain part of Clinton's campaign or uh, Trump's campaign. You know, is you're gonna we're gonna be bombarded. Um, with this stuff. So, you know, it's an unfortunate time, but it's a reality of our system of government right now that every four years we coronate another uh, ruler that we think can fix everything. Of course, there's no evidence that they can. We we will anoint another 500. Well, the whole Senate, only a third of the Senate is up. So what is that? 33 plus 430. So we'll, uh, we'll uh, coronate another 480 congressmen uh, to rule us for another, you know, four years. And until we break out of that, until we have a large enough people that are willing to abandon that kind of thinking, it's just going to continue on. Uh, there's a certain amount of inertia behind this that is uh, going to make it very difficult to turn the course, uh, turn the uh, corner on these things. And uh, we'll see another display of it today. So I start out my Monday morning with a little bit of discouraging news. Uh, the reality is the Republican National Convention starts today. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be a distracting news. But I'm glad you joined us here because you're here because you are rejecting the status quo. You've, you've come to the same conclusion that I have, that the problem we face today is a system of government problem. It's not... It's not a problem with the party, although the parties contribute to it. The parties play right into a broken system of government. Uh, but inevitably, uh, you're here because you're hearing something different that you're not going to hear on mainstream conservative talk radio. I recognize we know where we, we are starting from. We're up against a major Goliath there. Uh, the uh, the uh, talk show, mainstream conservative talk show hosts are going to make a boatload of money during this period of time uh, because they're... Gonna be, there's going to be a lot of people tuning in to hear what does Rush say about Trump and what does Hannity say about Trump and on and on and on. And so uh, we recognize from where we start, and but we're glad you joined us here on the Mark Reslin Show. But inevitably, this as I make the assertion here routinely, the problem is our system of government. It is broken and it's beyond repair. Uh, I was at a uh, church picnic yesterday, and inevitably you spend time talking about politics, especially in the church that I'm in. Um, and, and you know, as someone who is recognized in the church as, uh, you know, someone who uh, has some experience in this arena, having worked on Capitol Hill, inevitably you end up talking to people uh, about the problem, why are we in the mess we're in, and had some very pleasant conversations with people who who are beginning to reconsider the problem, who are at the beginning of letting go, if you will, of uh, the old and beginning to consider the new. And it's hard. It is very hard to make these transitions. Uh, we've all been raised to be wild respecters of the bipartisan, corrupt, and morally bankrupt, illegitimate system of government in Washington, D.C. I get that. We've all been raised to believe that that's just life. And it, for us, it is. We were all raised under this broken system of government. 
and as many of us served in the military, and then that just adds another whole layer of devotion to this system of government. And so when someone comes out of the blue and starts saying, well, the problem is the system of government, it is hard for people to change. I, I completely appreciate it. It was hard for me to change. But at the same point, when you change, suddenly everything becomes clear. And also, more and probably more importantly, when you change, you're now in a position to actually think about real solutions versus the sophomoric ones that are going to be offered all uh, week there at the Republican National Convention. And it's going to be offered over there in the Democrat National Convention. They're all going to offer completely uh, ridiculous uh, solutions to whatever they paint is the mess. Now, inevitably, as you all know, uh, they will never paint themselves as the mess. They'll paint the other party. I mean, you're going to hear this week how the Democrats really began their whole party in the uh, pits of hell, that there was a great uh, meeting in hell. Satan was there, and so were a bunch of demons, and they decided they were going to create a party in the United States and call it the Democrat Party. And, of course, when the Democrats meet, they're going to convene uh, and they're going to say the same things, that the Republicans met in hell, Satan was chairing the meeting, and they created a party to rob the poor. And on and on and on and on and on. So, you know, they're, they're never going to paint the system of government as a problem. They're going to paint the other party. And sadly, millions of people are going to identify with the other party's claim, and they're going to cheer on. Uh, rah, rah, we've got to beat Hillary, or we've got to beat Clinton. And and then this is, you all know this is how it happens. I mean, what I'm saying to you is not a surprise. I perhaps am putting it in more simplistic terms. But you all are nodding out there and understand and agree that this really is how the game is played. And so they won't ever blame the system of government. They will only blame the other party. It's not in their interest to blame the system of government. Why? Because by blaming the system of government, uh, uh, they actually put themselves in some jeopardy. Because, well, oh no, what if the people out there figure out that the problem isn't really Hillary? The problem really isn't Trump. The problem is the system of government. <gasps> oh my gosh, what would happen? Well, you know what would happen if the people properly identified the problem as the bipartisan corrupt, morally bankrupt, de facto versus de jure, evil, illegitimate government occupying the 10 square of swamplands in Washington, D.C. If they properly identified that as the problem, they'd all lose their jobs. And folks, this comes down to money. It's sad. It doesn't come down to righteousness or morality at some very fundamental level these guys self-insulate and self-protect because they earn their living doing this they earn a living a paycheck and they don't want to give up that paycheck do you i mean i, I cannot tell you how many quote-unquote conservatives i run across who work for the federal government or people who build their businesses on government contracts. Well, as we've talked about in the past on this show, where does government get its money? 
It doesn't make anything. It doesn't offer the market a new product that the market will then see the ad on TV, oh, made by the U.S. government, and then run out to Kmart or Walmart and buy that product, and then the government derives a uh, revenue from the sale of that product. The government doesn't make anything and sell it on the market. It confiscates, it steals, it takes under the color of law from people and then redistributes it. So I cannot tell you how many conservatives over the years that I have run into that work for some agency will rail just as much against the federal government, but would fight tooth and nail if my ideas prevailed and those agencies closed. Well, suddenly that agency becomes the most important agency out there. Well, we've got to keep the uh, QRX agency going because uh, they provide a great regulatory service to protect Americans from each other or protect business from America, whatever the justification is. If people actually took a look, I I did at one point, I can't remember the exact numbers, but there are somewhere upwards of 430, I think it was, uh, federal agencies that all have their little clever acronyms, Some of these, when I looked into them, are the absolute most meaningless agency out there. Yet, guess what? There's a director, there's an assistant director, perhaps assistant to the assistant directors. Then there's three or four hundred people that work for those people, all deriving a paycheck. People are self-interested. That's just a default position people have. Very few people are... Um, Congressional Medal of Honor winners. Do you know why? You know why we honor those people who get the um, CMHs? Because there's not many of them. There's not many people who will throw themselves on a grenade, or will run headlong into a barrage of fire to relieve somebody who's pinned down or been hit. There aren't many people that will act outside of self-interest. There are some, there always are, but there aren't many. So not only is our problem with a bipartisan, corrupt, and morally bankrupt government, our problem is with the average citizen who benefits or takes some kind of benefit from that bipartisan, whether it's direct in the form of a paycheck or it's indirect through some kind of aid. People are driven typically by self-interest, and they're unlikely to cut their own throats as they would see it. So we have a lot of work to do. This is not an easy task, but there are solutions out there. And this is the, this is the great problem of both battling nostalgia, battling propaganda that's present right now, battling dependency in some form, whether a direct paycheck or a benefit they derive from government. These are the front lines, folks. We, do, we, we serve no purpose here. That's why I don't come on the radio program and talk breathlessly about the latest, uh, um, uh, the latest uh, Republican effort or congressional effort. It's so meaningless to me. I, I can't even describe how meaningless it is. Um, and it, does, it serves no purpose to point out 
the, the fact is Congress is going into session sometime this week or next week. That will mean evil or illegitimacy will be conducted. So let's, I'm, I'm going to paint with a blanket, uh, make a blanket statement and a broad brush here right now. If Congress goes into session, evil or illegitimate acts will be uh, performed. That is a fact, Jack. So I don't even have to go to Drudge Report and breathlessly report on what is the latest thing somebody is doing in Congress. I can just report with incredible accuracy, I must say, that the fact that Congress is in business today equals the reality that uh, evil will be done or illegitimate acts will be done, okay? So yeah, there it is. That, that's my frontline report uh, on Washington, D.C. on the 18th of July, uh, 2016. If Congress goes into session, evil or illegitimate acts will be performed upon you, and uh, I don't need to report any more than that. That's why I don't come to the radio microphone and talk about contemporary issues in Congress. I am trying to end Congress. That's my goal. My objective here is to not have a Congress. How about that? How about that for a Monday morning shocker? He's advocating treason over there. Hey, uh, FBI, you got to tune into this nutcase. No, I'm advocating what the Founding Fathers did. That we have a real tyranny, it's a question mark whether or not they actually had a serious tyranny, but they, for a whole host of reasons, we'll get to those here, decided that they had had enough being uh, subjects of the king. And uh, so we have to arrive at that same point. But I, as I said earlier, I recognize the reality that change is hard. It is hard. It was hard for me. It is hard to abandon the idea that somehow the Republican Party, against decades of data that proves otherwise, will come in and save the day. Hope is powerful. It is very powerful. It's a very powerful emotion. Just like fear is a very powerful emotion. And unfortunately, we've got some very skilled people that are very willing to stoke incredible amounts of hope. It'll be false hope, but it will be hope that somehow this outcome will be different this time. This is why the Veritas Radio Network is so important in the history of hashtag the American Union. This is why. Because you're going to hear the types of things that I'm talking about this morning exclusively here. You're going to hear every other program out there talking about whether Trump you know, can make America great again. So I'm glad you joined us here on a Monday morning. We re- I recognize that you've got many other listening choices out there, and uh, I am humbled that you tune in to listen to my blathering. I'm doing my best to make arguments that more and more have got to think differently about the problem. And to, you know, good, a good report is more and more people are. They tune into this show. They tune into this network. But 
we're going to run into a wall. You just need to understand that. And I understand it, too. We're going to run into a wall right now. It's called the Republican National Convention. It is going to appear to be filled with people who have solutions for the problems we face. We're going to have a law and order candidate that is going to say he's going to clamp down here in the country and he's going to rid the world of ISIS. That's that's going to be his his shtick. And you know what? People are afraid right now. And and you've got a reason you've got reasons to be afraid out there. Now having said that it's in, it's in, in uh, incumbent upon me to um, make a rational claim like that, not just a blanket statement. You have a reason to be afraid. The chances of you being involved in any kind of a terrorist activity or a Black Lives Matter attack is very, very slim. But the chances of you being involved in an armed robbery or a carjacking slim as well doesn't suggest you should just ignore it you should be paying attention i lived in washington dc during the sniper uh events and they actually caught the guy just a little bit north of where i lived uh literally probably 15 miles north the two uh the the old guy and the young kid who was shooting out of the back of the trunk i remember uh the first the first sniper attack uh we were told to shelter in place we closed our clinic and we kept every patient that we had in our clinic in the clinic. They were not allowed outside. They were reporting at that point that it was a white van. They had shut down the beltway. If you're familiar with Washington, D.C., you can imagine the feat of shutting down the beltway so they could go car to car to car. The report was this was a white van, so everybody was told to stay away from windows. Uh, this was a sniper fire. And over those months that we went through that, all of us adjusted our behavior. Every, every one of us understood that we were a potential target, even though there's, some, there's a few million people that live in Washington, D.C. and then the surrounding counties where he was killing people. Uh, we all knew we were one of a few million people, and statistically the chances of any of us getting hit by this guy was very slim, but I will tell you everybody adjusted their behavior. Everybody did. When you were at the gas pump, you didn't stand holding because he had shot somebody at a gas station. Uh, you didn't stand there holding the the uh, the nozzle. You moved around. Uh, you were much more situationally aware when you walk out, walked out of a store. Not that you could necessarily uh, uh, see a sniper rifle. You couldn't. But people altered their walking habits. I saw it firsthand. People zigzagging, people not walking straight lines. Why? Because straight lines are easier to shoot than somebody moving. So, uh, you know, are we in that kind of environment where everybody needs to start walking in, in uh, zigzags around the country or everybody needs to uh, open carry right now or everybody needs to stay away from police officers because... Black Lives Matter seems to be targeting them, uh, or you know, do we not go to uh, clubs anymore because uh, that's where the last massacre? Do we not go into our government jobs because uh, that's where the last massacre happened? Of course not. I'm not saying that, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with uh, being situationally aware, being aware of your presence, being aware that there is evil, and the RNC and the Trump campaign is going to amp it up a little bit higher. They're going to make it seem like you may be the next um, target. 
and uh, because they're going to offer a solution to that. Now, their their solutions, in my view, are untenable. Um, they are going to uh, offer. Uh, they're going to they're going to suggest they can take out radical Islamic terrorism. That ain't going away, folks. It's been around for a very long time. We just happen to be in a uh, upward spike of their behavior. But this is radical. As I've said before in the air, a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ will lay their lives down for somebody else. A fully devoted fo- follower of radical Islam will cut your head off. So this has been around a long time. This is not a new phenomena here on the planet Earth. This has been around since uh, 600, when Muhammad appeared on the scene. So we just happen to be in a spike right now. Uh, they have access to more weapons. Uh, they have that we left over there, by the way. Um, they have more mobility because we can just travel easier. And so the fight has been brought here. Remember all the terms we heard throughout the... 90s and the early 2000s, we have to fight them over there so that they don't uh, come here. Well, I guess that hasn't worked out quite so well, has it? Uh, they're here amongst us, and it's incumbent upon everybody to pay attention. But it's also incumbent upon us to ask reasonable questions about what the candidates are going to offer. And right now, you are going to have Donald Trump offering a blanket solution. He is going to suggest... Um, he is going to suggest that he is going to eliminate radical Islam. Good luck with that. That ain't going to happen. He is going to suggest that he is going to clamp down on uh, mainstream uh, Black Lives Matter. Good luck with that. How, how is that going to happen? It won't be a law enforcement solution, folks. It may be a community solution, I think, where black leaders emerge and take on their own Black Lives Matter problem. Is there a problem? Of course there is. Uh, you know, I, I've seen some reporting. You probably have seen it as well. Part of the problem is we have too many laws on the books that we are asking law enforcement to manage constantly. Uh, we all remember that cigarette uh, vendor, the guy who was selling in the black market. Well, why do we have black markets? You know, we, we never stop and ask Eric Green, I think his name was. And uh, he was the guy that died in the chokehold. What was his great crime? What was the great crime that he died for? Because he was selling cigarettes on the black market. Well, maybe there's too many stupid laws like that on the book. And I think there's some legitimacy to that. Uh, why, why, why is government so afraid of the black market? Because they killed the free market. So this guy, you know, figures out that I can make some coin here selling cigarettes on the side corner uh, for less than can be sold around the corner. And uh, and boom, you know, he's dead uh, because law enforcement felt it was important to to um, engage that guy. Well. Why don't we see? We never take the step back and say, "Why did that event happen?" Well, are people free to smoke if they want to? I don't. Never have. Never will. But are people in this supposed free country? Are they free to smoke? Yes, they are. There's a company that makes, or companies, I guess, that make cigarettes and sell them. Who then decides to get their fingers into that commerce? 
so that they can take a jack a little coin from them. Remember earlier on, I talked about where does government get, to, get its money? It takes on commerce. It takes it from you. So New York City, for a whole host of reasons, decides to jack its taxes up to, I don't know what it costs for a pack of cigarettes today. Again, I don't smoke. Uh, but, you know, when, when government engages it, and causes prices to artificially increase, people who used to spend a dollar a pack a day on cigarettes um, now may be spending four bucks. Guess what people who were spending a dollar and are now required to spend four do? Guess what their be- guess what ca- uh, their, uh, they, how they change their behavior? They change their behavior to finding a better deal. We saw this exact thing happen in Maryland when it increased its cigarette tax. Well, I guess the policy people weren't quite smart enough to figure out we actually had joined another state called West Virginia who didn't jack their rates, their uh, tax rates on cigarettes. Guess what people did? They went across the border. Another a different kind of a black market. This this was a direct black market in that somehow he was getting cigarettes and selling them much cheaper than you could buy. Well, so in this story of Eric Green's death, who's the real villain here? Is it the cops that arrested him based on enforcing a law that you you can't operate a black market? See, we don't stop and consider the ramifications that what sound like. Good idea. So, oh, if we jack the tax up on these things, that'll that'll force people to quit, and there will be a general public health benefit to it. Yeah, I mean, sure, maybe you know, if everybody quits smoking, of course, there'd be a general uh, uh, ben- health benefit to the entire community. But people are people. Um, well, are we going to close down McDonald's? Is that should we should we have a Big Mac tax? Mr. Speaker, I have a bill at the, at, the, at the desk. I want to increase the federal tax on a Big Mac, uh, specifically because Big Macs are known to clog arteries. And when people have uh, arteries clogged, they go to the hospital, and a lot of them don't have insurance, and so everybody has to pay. Mr. Speaker, I have a bill to raise the price of a McDonald's Big Mac from $3.10 to $7.10 to get people to curb their, uh, their appetites for a Big Mac. See, it all sounds good out of the gate, doesn't it? Until a guy like Eric Green dies. Why? Because the man was making a little bit of coin selling... Uh, cigarettes on the black market. So I read these articles where people say, well, maybe we've got too many laws, and I, and I nod my head. It's like, uh, hmm, could be a problem. Too many laws. My stupid safety belt that I don't wear. How about we just get rid of that law? If I want to go flying through a windshield, I will. So we never stop and point to the real problems, do we, friends? And they will not point to the real problems this week at the Republican National Convention. Uh, 
they will point to the meeting that happened in hell between the Democrat leaders and Satan. And Satan decided to send Hillary to the planet Earth, uh, and she will be the next Antichrist. That will be who the Republicans will say is the problem. And the Democrats will say that this week, the Republicans were meeting in hell with Satan and out popped Trump. And this will continue in 2020, in 2024, and 28, and 32, and 36, and 40. I'll be dead, way dead by then. 44, 48, 52, all the way through. This will continue until we stop it. That's, it'll stop when we stop it. These guys will not stop any of this. There's no reason for anybody who's listening to the Mark Rosen show to watch that silly national election circus and actually believe anything is going to come that stops the bipartisan corrupt and morally bankrupt national masquerading as a federal government in Washington, D.C. The only people that are going to stop it are you and me working through our states, and that's it. That's the fact, Jack. That is just the reality of our situation. If we don't like reality, then tune in to mainstream conservative talk radio. You are going to get... uh, cover-to-cover coverage of just how great this campaign is, how Trump is an anomaly on the political uh, radar, and he is, and how he's going to make America great again, and how you just watch. If if you want to live in the Matrix and keep the cable plugged squarely in the back of your head, then you're going to get a, you have plenty of options out there if you want the truth that will set you free in a political arena, I know in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, Jesus, our Savior, was referring to spiritual truths there. But the principle, nevertheless, is, is accurate. Truth does is an antidote to deception. They are polar opposites. Truth is truth. Deception is deception. They don't mix well. But truth is an antidote to deception. And so if you want the political truth, you're going to get it here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be. If you want deception and illusion and delusion and fantasy world, then you have a whole host of options out there. And heck, if you tune into uh, the Republican National Convention these next few days, you're going you're gonna to get an overdose of pseudo-constitutionalism. You're going to get some constitutional conservatives up there on the stage. You're going to get Mike Pence, who's also a constitutional conservative. You're going to get it all. You're going to hear the word. You're going to get satiated with the word constitution. Because, why? Because the PR people who sit in rooms, who know you, 
not you in the listening audience, but you get what I'm saying. They're going to say, you know what? You know what them conservatives like to hear? They like to hear uh, the word constitution. And so let's every every uh, one hour segment, let's make sure we use the word constitution 39 times. You know what? You know what else conservatives like to hear? They love the term limited government. So let's work in uh, Constitution 38 times. Let's uh, work in the phrase limited government another uh, 29 times. They also love the idea (laughs) that we're going to end abortion. Let's work that one in there. Let's work that in. uh, Actually, they like that more than Constitution. Let's work that word in there 80 times each hour. So we've got... We've got to end abortion 80 times each hour. We've got to use the word constitution 38 times each hour. And we've got to use the word, the phrase limited government 29 times every hour. If we do that, our demographics tell us it'll, we will, we will pull every conservative in that hates Donald Trump right now. So somebody get a hold of the Trump campaign and give them that data. He needs, he and all his, of his, um, Acolytes out there that are going to speak this next four days need to work in. They're going to end abortion. We're going to uh, uh, we're going to get all constitutionally on people, and we're going to uh, limit government. They want to hear that, and we are going to give them the product they want. They want Kellogg's cornflakes. They're going to get Kellogg's cornflakes. They want they want uh, uh, Ruth Chris uh, steak. They're going to get it. They want to hear the word abortion, ending it, and uh, constitution, and uh, limited government. They're going to get it. They're going to get it with a whole boatload of gravy on it. And then by the time we get to Thursday, they're going to believe that we are going to do it again. And boy, <laughs> will we be celebrating Friday, uh, Friday night. We, we, pulled, we pulled it off again. We pulled off the great deception again. And you know what? You know who our, who our biggest allies are? Fox News and mainstream conservative talk radio. They're going to help us. And folks, you know, I ain't kidding about that either. I may be adding a little levity to it, but you know that uh, I ain't even kidding about that. Uh, this is the real deal, folks. Uh, they are, you're right, Julia, it is about ratings as well. They're going to sell a whole lot of advertising. Oh, folks, it's so corrupt. If we can just get people to see that they can end this thing, it doesn't have to go on. Uh, we're making progress, never as fast as we'd want to make it, um, but we're making progress. Um, well, folks, if you like what you're hearing on this crusade channel today on this show, the Mark Kreslin show, then why not support our crusade and become a founding founders past member today? In doing so, you will gain instant access to this show and other shows on the network, like my good friend Mike Church, host of the Mike Church, his show, my good friend Gregory Carpenter, he's up today at 12, his show, The Reverse Deception. Uh, Dr. Michael T. George, My Story of America, Kevin Gutzman, Dr. Professor Kevin Gutzman, The Constitution Hour. You would have access to all those shows if you were a Founders Past member and you became one today. We have our July goals in front of us. Folks, help us hit this target. 
you've been so generous and so gracious so far. If you're not a Founders Pass member today, or if you want to buy one for a friend, you can give a gift subscription to a friend. Maybe you've got a friend that you know is thinking about unplugging the matrix cable from the back of their head. They've come to the realization they've got one there. They've reached around. They put their hands on that cable. They're about to yank it, but they're not sure they should. Well, maybe giving them a gift subscription here to the uh, Veritas Radio Network would push them over the edge. Maybe listening to this crackpot, Mark Kreslin's on the Mark Kreslin Show, on the Crusade Channel radio the way it should be, maybe that'll be just enough to push them over the edge And they'll unplug and look at the service you will have done to your friend or family member by buying them a gift subscription. Please consider doing so and doing so today. It'll only cost you 23 cents a day. And for the month of July, if you buy a uh, membership or a gift membership, you're going to get a free autographed copy of Humility of Heart. This is a book Mike promotes heavily on his show. He's the editor of this book, and he's got a new edition, and he'll actually sign it with his name on it. So he'll make it out to you, to so-and-so from Mike Church. Thank you. But that's not all. We also have another special gift for those of you who would consider becoming a founding father or a crusader or make a $500 cash donation to our monthly crowdfunding campaign. For you guys who might consider becoming a founder, founding father, a crusader, or make a $500 cash donation, you're going to get a free, beautiful, handmade, wooden kitchen cutting board. I've got one myself from these guys at McClureBlock.com. They are artisans in the truest sense. When you go to their website, McClureBlock.com, you will see their offerings, and they are extraordinary. Well, if you become a founding father or a crusader this month, or make a $500 cash donation, you're going to get a free one shipped directly to your home. So please consider joining our crusade today and become a Founders Pass member. Don't put it off by going to VeritasRadioNetwork.com, clicking the Join button. That's how I do it. VeritasRadioNetwork.com, click the Join button, or you can call 866-483-3833. That's 866-483-3833. We'll get back to your phone calls right after this uh, break. Right now, you're listening to the Mark Kreslin Show here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be. We'll be right back after these messages.